Blog Talk Radio. Live on Blog Talk Radio. It's been a minute. Hope y'all haven't missed us too much. I'm actually going to be joined by my special guest co-host, Pete Opolis. A little fill-in on what happened this week. Wednesday, our normal recording day, Marty was tied up at work. Uh, Thursday, if you can hear it in my voice, my allergies kicked my ass, which I'm still kind of struggling from. And then yesterday, Marty's on the road traveling because he's going on vacation. So we just couldn't seem to sync up and record a podcast. So I figured, what the hell? I'll just go live heading into NXT. And going live with me is my co-host, Mr. Pete Opolis. What up, Pete? What's up, good sir? How you doing this evening or afternoon or whatever coast you're on? I'm doing about as good as I can with all this pollen whooping my ass right now, so it's it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's that most wonderful time of the year. I've been sneezing and coughing the last week or so, so I'm right there with you. But I'm here to party and have a good time. Well, that's good. So with the news coming out last week that StarCast 3 is going to be in Chicago, your home base, are you excited? Absolutely. After uh, what we got to see for uh, Double or Nothing, um, I'm going to guess AEW is no longer considered a t-shirt company. Um, They put on a pretty good pay-per-view. Things were exciting. Things were ready to go. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go for round two at StarCast, uh, or StarCast 3, I guess, uh, since it's coming back to my neck of the woods. Why not go and hang out? And, uh, you know, like when I went there the first time, it was, uh, you know, hey, let's go do this, have a good time. But with that, I could pretty much say the wrestling community grew. We had a great time. Why would I not do this again? So I am definitely going to be there. Yeah. And I I think I texted you this, but I'll, I'll say it on the air. Like, I don't give a shit. I'm not happy about the price increase. Like, that's. That's a bit like last year, for those who don't know, there was three tiers of uh, bracelets you could buy, and the cheapest one was like 59 bucks. You're basically paying to get in and have a shot at like the meet and greets and see all the shows, which is cool. But we didn't go to all the shows. I think me and my, my wife may have went to like four of them at the most. Now, the cheapest one is like $168 or something like that. And I got to buy two of them for shit that I probably won't even go to. So to be honest with you, 
I don't even know if I'm going to get a bracelet or not. I'll probably get the daily pass because more than likely the meet and greets and just hanging out with the wrestling community is going to be more fun than the shows anyway. So I don't know. I'm, yeah, cause I remember, my ass is a little chapped about that one. Yeah, yeah. Cause I remember getting the bracelet last year thinking, oh, my God, I got the platinum bracelet. I'm going to get all these cool benefits and stuff like that. And I got one or two with the um, – with the like whoever was podcasting, I remember there was the one with Conrad and Bischoff. So it's like, oh, you're platinum, so you get to go in first. I'm like, okay, so it's kind of like a first class deal. But I didn't go to too many podcasts. Um, the only other thing was, um, you know, you get first dibs on whoever the meet and greets are. But right. the only one that really sold out was, I think, Cody. Cody and Brandy, right. and maybe the Young Bucks, and it's yep. like I'm not really there for them. I, you know, I was there for. At the time, it was I wanted to see Tessa, I wanted to see Tully, you know. Then Arn shows up, so it's like that's really what I want. Um, and they were, you know, I was able to get it. I think Tessa was the only one I didn't get because it was on a Sunday, so I didn't go to that one. But I didn't find the benefit of the bracelet, and then yeah, it's like a hundred dollars more. I'm like, yeah, no, I think I'm gonna pass because I don't think I need it. Yeah, and it's not uh, uh, shitting on the event because the event itself was fun. It was uh, yeah, and completely worth it for you know, I never went to a convention or anything like that before, so for my first one, like we had a good time, so I'm not saying that. I'm just saying fucking price as high as giraffe pussy. Bring it down, comrade. Right. Well, I think now it's more along the lines, you know, hey, this is the first time we did it. You know, we set this, you know, price point. Um, it took off. So now it's it's like, like going to a baseball game. It's like, okay, we, we got away with this. Let's, you know, push it up a little. You know, they did the second one in Vegas. And now it's, hey, the third one's going to Chicago. Let's push it up again because, you know, things hold out and things, stuff like that. So if you raise the price and people keep buying it, you know, you're going to see an increase pretty much every star cast at this point. So it's going to be, if you don't like the prices, don't buy it. But at the same time, if people keep buying it, then they can just keep doing whatever they want. If there's a lot of passes left over, then watch out for the flash sale later on. Right. Uh, One thing I'm interested in is what I talk to Marty about a lot, which is can they keep the momentum going? Because, Last year, it was the first first time for everything. You know, All In was right. something special that you had to be there for. And then they announced Double or Nothing. That's the first AEW uh, official event. And now, just three months later, they're doing All Out. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. And from everything I'm hearing, All Out is kind of like their WrestleMania. And I think Double or Nothing will kind of be like their SummerSlam. Like, they're going to do both of those every year. My right. question is all the other events. Like I got tickets to Jacksonville, which I'm going to try to sell since now we made the decision to go to Chicago. And the Jacksonville okay. show is not selling well. Um, the the Fighter Fest, from what I understand, hadn't went on sale yet. But the Jacksonville, it's only a six thousand seat arena, and they haven't even sold half of those. So I'm wondering right. if they can keep the momentum through events that aren't. WrestleMania like like double or nothing and all out. Are are people gonna go to Jacksonville? Are people gonna go to Paducah, Kentucky? Are people gonna go to Nashville to see him? That's what I'm more right. interested in because, like you said, this this Las Vegas one was a success. Like there was thirteen thousand people yeah. there. 
And uh, right. we got one of those people on the line if you want to chat with him. Absolutely. I believe this will be a gentleman named Mike in Arizona. Hey, 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 what's going on, fellas? Hey, what's up, Hoop? Hey, Pete, what's going on, man? Not much. It's been a while. How are things with you? Uh, you know, it's got its ups and its downs. I keep having little hiccups and little stuff I got to deal with, man. But overall, everything is uh, going really well. That's that's really good to hear. How was uh, how was Vegas, dude? Uh, <laughs> Vegas was amazing. It was it was absolutely amazing. Uh, once I actually awesome. got there, so. But, of course. Yeah. It was well, the party doesn't start till you show up, so. You know that's what I've been trying to tell everybody, and they didn't believe me, but. Uh, yeah. You know they found out the hard way. Well, you know you you got that uh, that guy that hangs on your coattails, Jay Z or something like that. Um, I mean, I know he can bring he, it down. Yeah, I don't know who who that is, but. Yeah, yeah I, after, I don't know. After the, after the video that I got, we don't we don't talk we don't speak that name on these airwaves anymore. Uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's dead kind of to rude, me. Man. They were <laughs> they were asking me about that, and I'm like, no, that's a bad idea. But they did it anyway, so you know. <laughs> so who you had the privilege of being the only one on this line right now that's went to both all in and double or nothing? Uh, kind of give us your quick review on if it got better, if it got worse, if you enjoyed it more, or was it just like Las Vegas had you by the balls and you had no choice but to have fun? Um, you know, uh, obviously uh, with the uh, the first event, um, you're you're still learning how to do things. Uh, you know, the promoters, all the behind-the-scenes guys are still trying to figure stuff out. Um, so the second event, I think, uh, went uh, a whole lot better. Um you know, uh, I, I think uh, something that people fail to realize is that uh, there's a lot of circumstances that are, are, are beyond anybody's control um, from from StarCast, I mean, uh, because with uh, WWE playing their games, um, obviously they, they, I think they feel a little threatened or whatever, and they're doing whatever they can do to slow momentum, but um, travel issues and, you know, talent, you know, sometimes being a pain in the ass. Um, there's a lot of things you can't control, but overall, I think the uh, the success of uh, Starcast Two um, definitely overshadowed uh, Starcast One, um, and, and a lot of procedural stuff too, because you're talking about two different buildings, two different layouts, um, and I like the uh, I like the way they separated the uh, the podcast movement from the actual wrestling event. Um, I, I think it was a, it was a a move that, quite frankly, they they should have done. Uh, at the first one, although I know they, what they were trying to accomplish when they did it. So I think uh, the, the second one was definitely better than the first. Well, I think, too, along the lines, you know, you know, I went to the first star cast as well as you guys did. And this was their, their first time around, so it became a, a learning curve, you know, to do another one after that. So, you know, they learned from their mistakes, people's complaints. But I remember going on to the uh, the StarCast page on Facebook, you know, and people were still complaining, well, I didn't get this, I didn't get this, and I feel I didn't get my money's worth. And it's like, well, you're only going to get your money's worth if you 
you know, yes, there are some things out of your control, but at the same time, you have to make the most of it. You know, if something doesn't happen, go find something else. You know, it's a big enough event, lots of things going on. You know, there's so much more you can do, but I think people just do the, I didn't get what I want, you know, and it's it, then it becomes, you know, a sour taste in their mouth, but everybody else seems to have fun. Well, that's another thing that, it, it kind of lines up with the momentum I talked about earlier that they'll be able to keep up. Eventually, this honeymoon phase is going to wear off. And like right now, the WWE can put out, you know, not that they're putting out great content. They can put out the best thing in the world, and people are going to go into it looking to shit on it. Meanwhile, AEW can put out, you know, a guy coming out there chopping somebody in slow motion, and it'll get the biggest pop of the night. That honeymoon right. phase is going to wear off eventually to where people are going to start saying, okay, you know, this isn't what I like, blah, blah, blah. I'm here to complain, which I think is a shitty culture that we live in, which is a whole other topic that people just want to bitch about everything. So uh, basically my point is eventually, Pete, a lot of people are going to be complaining about whatever when it comes to AEW, but they're still in the – they're what's cool right now. It's cool to talk about right. AEW. So, and I, and I, I, I agree with that hundred um, percent. You're definitely on a phase because people are uh, clamoring, you know, for whatever reason. Um, they, they, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons out there. People are are craving new new things. They're they're craving an alternative to the WWE. Um, you know, the NWA right. is moving at snail's pace. Ring of Honor is consistently uh, good, but it's on, it's on a very smaller scale. I mean, you, Impact Wrestling is is trying to find their footing. Um, it's you know, so so AEW coming along at the perfect time to say, hey, we can do this. Um, we're gonna do this, and people are gonna gravitate to it. And I think eventually the honeymoon phase will wear off. Uh, you know, I'll give you an example. I uh, I was I had the privilege of talking to a, uh, a gentleman from uh, American Rebel Cigars, uh, which if you're not familiar with that, anybody is. Uh, the uh, cigar brand that uh, um, uh, Frankie Kazarian, um, Cody Rhodes, and uh, a gentleman named Aaron are putting out. And I had I talked to him for like an hour and 45 minutes. And we were talking about his cigar production, and I told him, you know, as soon as you put this out, he wanted to know if people were going to buy it. And I said, well, if you had to know, if you slap that label on it, people are going to buy it. Uh, and he said, yeah, that's true, but people are going to buy one. Uh, if if it's crappy, they're not going to keep buying it. So the AEW has to keep putting out good content for people to keep buying into it. Because uh, when you take it off of the uh, the Starcast name, um, which is what's drawing the majority of people to these conventions, you know, to these to the shows and stuff like that. Eventually, if you don't put out good content, it's it, people aren't going to spend their money for it. And That's Jacksonville is a, being a perfect example of that right now. And that's a good comparison with the the cigar companies, a good comparison because oh, yeah. I bought one of the cigars at Starcast One. Actually, I bought like three of them and they were decent, but it, you know, I, I like my cigars with a different flavor than that. So I haven't bought any more for one, the price is really high. And if I'm not going to like it, why would I spend more than what I would pay for my cigars? You know what I mean? So that's a, that's a really good comparison that they pretty much got to keep they have to take advantage of the fact that WWE sucks right now 
And the shitty thing with them is they don't have another show for another three weeks or so. So they kind of got to keep putting out social media, YouTube, which they do a really good job at, by the way. Um, Their social media game, because their EVPs are all in their mid-30s, is really good. They're all in touch with that. Meanwhile, WWE's ran by a guy that's like 75 and probably has no clue about social media. So, like you said, they got to keep the positive momentum going. I didn't mean to cut you off, Pete. Go ahead. No, the only thing I was going to say to Hoop's point, you know, without StarCast being associated with something, I mean, Jacksonville's the perfect example. You know, you you have your next event for them, and it's not, like you said, it's not even sold out. You know, if StarCast is attached to it, then, yeah, then you're going to sell your tickets. So, you know, there there's a change. Well, if, I, if I'm only going for the event, do I want to, you know, make that trip there or anything like that? And you know, we'll see what happens by the time it comes around. Well, yeah, yeah, when they become a touring brand, it's going to be a lot different. Go ahead, Hoop. No, I, I, I was just going to say that's a uh, you know the, the whole Jacksonville thing because uh, there's a there's a really good chance that I'm going to be going to the Jacksonville Jacksonville show just by happenstance of of my normal personal schedule. I'm going to be in the area, so um, so I'm going to go. But it's not. It's probably not something that I would, I would plan for a vacation. Like, oh, I'll, I'll have to go to this. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen the card except for like uh, I think uh, two of the matches. Um, but they're they're really solid matches. Um, I think uh, Jacksonville is where they're doing um, uh, Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks, and then uh, Moxley versus uh, with Jericho for the uh, the AEW title, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, no, I heard uh, I heard it was uh, Hangman and Jericho for All Out for the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangman and Jericho are All Out, but Cody and Dustin versus the Young Bucks are in Jacksonville. And more right. than likely, uh, I don't think it's official yet, but I think the rumor is Moxley and Omega in Jacksonville, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong as well. Yeah, and as great as that card is, I mean, like, you're, you're going to get people from the surrounding area. You Maybe you'll get a few diehards or whatever. Um, but it, it's mostly going to be people from the area. So your fan base, if your fan base is not strong in the Jacksonville area, then you're not going to have strong ticket sales. I mean, it's just like um, I'm not going to – if Monday Night Raw is in town, I may or may not go. But I'm definitely not traveling out of town for it. Um, right. Same with a regular pay-per-view. Um, I'm not going to – I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars or more uh, to travel to go watch a single wrestling event when there's nothing else attached to it. Right. And see, that's, that's my question that I get a lot of flack for is I don't think ticket sales are going to be as big as they are without it being a star cast all in type event where it's a traveling weekend. Nobody's about to fly to Jacksonville for the weekend to go watch wrestling. Um, a show like this is probably not going to be not going to have a lot of buzz around it and stuff like that. So the thing that, you know, me and Marty always talk about is, you know, with ROH and new Japan and all that, when they tour the country, they do smaller venues and they don't sell out. And, and these are the same guys that were in those companies. So as over as AEW is right now with huge events, it's the touring brand that's going to make or break them. I think so. 
I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, especially when TV starts, if they're going around the country like Monday Night Raw is or like Nitro was when it first started. Um, how long before you start getting pictures like WWE where the top row is tarped off? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting, man. I'm excited for what's to come either way. Yeah, I think they have a they have a potential to be huge, but uh, you know they have to obviously you know fire on our, all cylinders and and do everything right. Um, and there was a uh, there was a, an instance in one of the shows at uh, at Starcast where there wasn't as many people as as there would necessarily should have been in my opinion. Uh, it was one of the uh, the live shows that they were doing, and uh, I was talking to uh, Tully Blanchard, and uh, he peeked his head through the curtain. And uh, the the now, I don't know if you watched it on Fight or anybody that was there, but the rooms that they were doing these these uh, uh, shows in were huge. They were massive. They accommodated like a lot of people. Um, and so he peeked through the curtain before he went on, and he was kind of flabbergasted at how everybody was, you know, the, how big the room was and and how everybody was spread out. And he said, "There's probably like." you know, uh, 60, hundred people in here, but they're all spread out. He's like, when, you know, he said the beauty of Crockett was they went into high school gymnasiums and stuff like that, where you could get like, you know, 800 to a thousand people, but it was so close quarters. It was great for television. Um, yeah. And, and so if you have to utilize that. Now, obviously that wasn't the AW people. That was, uh, uh, the star cast and that was the, just the room and, and that people, you know, were divided amongst two shows and, and stuff like that. But um, AEW has to utilize that same same theory and figure out, you know, what's the draw and, and how do we maximize for television, make it look good. Because if, right. if you're not making it look good, like you say, I mean, if you just got a bunch of areas tarped off and, you know, you got a bunch of uh, empty seats in the arena, then it doesn't look good for TV and your product looks like crap. Sorry, I was trying to read what my next topic was going to be. <laughs> Live radio, it's been a minute. Too much dead ass. Um, so who, as far as the show went, double or nothing, compare it to All In, was it? I'm sorry, you you watched All In uh, at the watch party, didn't you? I, I watched All In at the watch party, yeah. But you actually went to double or nothing? I was I was actually in the arena for double or nothing, yes. So double or nothing, you did go to Royal Rumble. Compare the atmosphere to one of WWE's biggest uh, pay-per-views to double or nothing. Uh, on the surface, if you're just looking at uh, um, this and that, then uh, double or nothing, the energy in, in that place was, was so many times more uh, lively or energetic than, than what was at the Rumble. Um, oh, wow. But – I mean, you're also talking about two different atmospheres, too, because Royal Rumble, it was a long day, a huge arena. I mean, there was just so much – there were so many logistical problems uh, people were complaining about at the Rumble. Uh, the sun was, was peeking through the, the, the windows, so they, have, they were having trouble seeing. I mean, there was just a lot of, a lot of things going on there versus a smaller venue. Um, tw- I think it was uh, 12,000, 13,000 people, whatever it was. Um, crammed in the MGM Grand Arena, which is tailored for events like that. Um, 
But the people inside, I mean, the the place was just electric, and you couldn't hardly hear yourself. I mean, it was, everything was so loud throughout the whole event, like top to bottom. Well, that's good. Yeah, because uh, Royal Rumble was at the, I, I remember it as the Bob, but it was where the Diamondbacks yeah, Chase play a baseball game. Yeah, so, I mean, you're putting, that's what, 50,000 with seating in the, on the field? It was about 40. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and the thing well, about the a big arena, I, like a, especially an outdoor it. arena, is, is, is your sound quality is going to be a whole lot different, too, because, I mean, you're, it's, a, it's a bigger arena. Um, and people in, like, I was, I, was, I was at the Royal Rumble, and people weren't, people were there for the event. They weren't engaged in the event. They were there to watch the Rumble. They weren't there to, to be, they weren't emotionally invested in the Royal Rumble. Um, myself included. Um, there was nothing. There was nothing really special about the Royal Rumble. I mean, I, I love the Royal Rumble uh, program. I love. It's one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. But I mean, it, it just match after match after match. It's like sitting sitting in an arena for a mania that's like eight hours long. You know how much? How excited can you be? It's odd because I felt like that with Double or Nothing, where it was. There were so many people I didn't know about, and I I tried. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and try to hate on them. I tried to invest in some of that stuff, but when you got a guy coming out there like chopping in slow motion, it automatically turns me off. And then the uh, the women's match I thought was gonna be better than what it was the original four way where Kong came out, but Kong when she did come out, my God, that place blew up. Um, oh and then God. the six man women's title like or the six man women's tag match. I fell asleep right before that, and I mean, I guess cause, that's because I'm old, not because I was bored, but <laughs> I fell asleep and had to wake up and, like, go back and start it because I recorded it, so the ending of Double or Nothing, like, I didn't even see live because I passed out, so it's, I think if I was there, it would have been one thing, but with it being so many people that I don't know, like, it was hard to keep my interest in, throughout the whole night. Let me let me ask you this, because uh, I don't remember, I don't recall seeing a, a slow motion uh, chopping thing. Was that during the, uh, one of the uh, either the, the uh, battle royal? Um, the battle royal against Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Okay. The guy, uh, Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. We got there right yeah. at the end. Okay, we got there right at the end. So I didn't I didn't see any of that, and I didn't watch it on uh, I didn't watch it on fight. Um, so I yeah, didn't it, see any of that. Um, I, I've seen clips. Uh, uh, stuff that I think is going around online with this Orange Cassidy fella and this slow motion stuff, and and I think I, I voice an opinion. I'm not a fan of it. It's not something. It's like the Joey Ryan Dick clip. It's 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 cool if that's your thing. Uh, it's entertaining if that's your thing. It's not mine. I don't get into it. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I want to bring about a, a point. Um, one of the reasons that Starcast uh, and these events they go they they really go hand in hand is because. Um, when you go to these events like Starcast or, and I've never been to like a, a, a WrestleCon or anything like that, but I know at least the, the, the Starcast that I went to, you when you're interacting with with some of these talents, it's, you know, and you know a lot of them because you buy the meet and greets. Oh, I like that guy. I like that girl. So I'm going to buy a meet and greet. And then there's a lot of people there you don't know, and they're not familiar with, and so you're not invested in them one way or another. And one of the th- great things about Starcast is people walking around and interacting with it, with, with these uh, guys, 
And so you get a kind of a sense of like an emotional investment in them. And I'll, and I'll tell you this, the, uh, the three Japanese ladies that had the, uh, the, the three-on-three tag match, I got to hang out with uh, three of them. Um, the one with the uh, – and I, I can't tell you their names, and even if they were looking in front of them, I couldn't pronounce them. But um, the, one of the gals that has you know, the short bowl cut that's like silvery blue hair, um, she was on the side with uh, Aja Kong, which is kind of like a, one of the heavier set gals with the face paint. And then there was another the lady on the other side. And the three of them, I interacted with them at one of, the, one of the parties. And they were so sweet and so nice and stuff like that. So when they actually went out there, um, I was familiar with them at that point. And having, having actually personally interacted with them, um, I was a little bit more invested in that match than I would have been if, if they had just came out cold and I had no idea who they were. Right. You know what I mean? I get that. I get that. So, and it's the same thing. I met uh, Mance Warner, who uh, I, I had never even heard of before uh, this past weekend. Um, he, I guess he wrestles for uh, MLW. And I spent, I, I shared an Uber with him, talked to him, and, and had a, some nice conversation with him. And he was just the coolest dude. So now I'm like, okay, well, now I want to I learn more about him and, and watching some of his matches on YouTube or whatever. I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty good. Uh, and that's that's one of the beauty beauties of uh, these uh, Starcast shows and and probably other conventions too, is that you get a chance to interact with people and and either build a you can either build a fan base or you can destroy a fan base, uh, depending on your interaction with your fans. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Mance Warner, I actually went to a uh, MLW show with our buddy Joe, All Out Heel Joe, and our other buddy Zach, which was here in Chicago. We ended up getting front row seats, which are spectacular, and Zach is a big Mance Warner fan. So he basically got his attention. He came over by, and he's, uh, you know, sharing beers with everybody. And, you know, I don't drink beer, but I took the beer anyway because why not? Um, and then, you know, we kind of did a, you know, a, a cheer. You know, it was me, Joe, Zach, and Mance, you know, we're doing a cheer. It's actually my uh, pinned tweet. And I was like, this guy is so cool that he would just interact with the fans like that, you know, just have a good time. Um, and he ended up reposting that little clip. So I'm like, you know what, just because I never see it again, that's going to be my pinned tweet. So we, uh, that's our St. Patrick's Day thing. And it's just like, it's the little <laughs> things like that. When you interact with the wrestler, you, you grow invested in him or her. You know, you get the one wrestler that just kind of ignores you or just brushes you off. It's like, yeah, whatever, let's move on. So, yeah, doing that interaction thing is uh, spectacular. And like I said, it, it helps you like the person, and then you become invested and see how far they go in their career. Yeah, exactly. So who who you think was the biggest star at Double or Nothing? Just one. One person that just got the biggest reaction from the crew, and include everything. <laughs> no, well, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna exclude Moxley because Moxley uh, the, the the roof almost came off the the freaking building when that guy came out. I mean, I mean you talk about um, maybe it was predictable, maybe it wasn't. I think a lot of uh, people were um, hoping that he would come out, but nobody was nobody was for sure. Um, me being kind of on the inside a little bit, um, most of the people that I interacted with had no idea he was even there. They kept they kept such a tight lid on it. Um, but. Outside of, outside of Moxley, uh, I want to say uh, probably Dustin Rhodes uh, because people have been following his career for, you know, what, 20, 25 years, whatever it is. Um, 
and he definitely he definitely probably hit the loudest pop of the night. Oh wow! See, I was thinking watching on TV that it was Cody when he grabbed the sledgehammer and went back towards the throne. Um, but you being there saying it was Dustin, that's good for him though. I think he he deserves it after all these. He deserved a pop like that. Um, yeah, he does. He does, and and I think uh, you know the uh, the the sledgehammer shot with Cody, uh, basically you know telling WWE and Hunter, you know, hey, we're coming for you, uh, was was a big reaction, um, but it was a reaction for it was a reaction for the statement. Not that Cody doesn't get a huge reaction because that man's got a, a, a huge following. And I'll tell you what, uh, somebody so young being in his presence is 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 a little intimidating, actually. Um, but I, I think it was more a reaction of the statement they made, and you know the sledgehammer shot and and that production right there. But um, I think Dustin actually got a bigger reaction from the crowd um, on his entrance. If you're talking about just entrance alone, um, Dustin got a bigger reaction. Now let me ask both of y'all this while I while I got you here. How do you feel about all of the shots taken at WWE over the weekend from all the press conferences and the the little inside stuff that was said and then the stuff with Cody and then just everything in totality. How do you feel about AEW as a whole just constantly taking shots at WWE? Go ahead, Pete. All right. Um, in a way, they have to do it because, you know, there's going to be people who are watching AEW for the first time, you know, who says, you know what, let me check this out, see what it's about. And kind of like both of you guys have said, even myself, there's some of these wrestlers on here. I have no clue who they are. Um, so how do I watch something that I know nothing about? I don't know who the wrestlers are, but if you make these, you know, little cracks at WWE, it's like, okay, you're supposed to be the competition, even though you're saying, oh, we're not, you know, trying to compete. We're just trying to, you know, get to the game and stuff like that. But for the outside fan who's just WWE, who may not have any knowledge of any of the Ring of Honor people or, you know, Impact or anything like that, they're probably watching this going, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. I'm not interested. Oh, wait, did he just make a joke about WWE? Now I'm interested. Where is this going to go? I kind of compare it to, you know, say like, you know, I'll use movie references like Scary Movie. Hey, we're going to, you know, does anybody want to see this? Probably not. But we're going to talk about all these other little films. Or even Shrek. People are like, you know, who's going to watch a movie about a big green ogre? And he's making fun of Disney or all these other things. So, you know, it's one of those things. You catch it. It's like, okay, you You've got my interest. I'm going to keep watching. Are you going to give me more? Not knowing what anything else is about. Um, but if you don't know who um, Jungle Boy is or if you don't know who Awesome Kong is, they're going to be like, this doesn't do anything for me. So I think talking, you know, putting those little jokes or throwing shade at WWE, it's like, okay, uh, where are you going to go with this? I'm going to keep watching just to kind of see what the next step is. Yeah, and see, for me, I, I I like it I like it as well. But I I think uh, and I don't think you're wrong. I just I just think for a different reason um, because I think um, especially being a startup company uh, and trying to get those extra viewers, I think uh, if your goal is to 
if, if they're not they're not necessarily trying to compete as far as you know compete to put WWE out of business. Um, the the goal that they're trying to accomplish, as I understand it anyway, is is to uh, make the wrestling world evolve. I mean, WWE has been the same for a long time. It's, in, it's been evolving, but it, it evolves within itself. Um, and, and not much of what they do changes the, the wrestling landscape with other promotions. And I think what AEW is trying to do is fire that shot um, to force WWE to change uh, for the better, because I think they got a lot of, you know, the wrestling community amongst the wrestlers is pretty tight. So, I mean, they still got a lot of friends that work there. Um, and the goal is to change the landscape of, of how wrestling companies treat other wrestlers. So, so if somebody leaves AEW and goes to WWE or goes to ring of honor or something like that, then they're cha- they're, they're actually trying to change the landscape of the, the business, not necessarily the company. So, by doing that, you force WWE to acknowledge you. Um, and mm-hmm. at some point, they're going to have to say, okay, we either need to change the way we do things for the better or um, we're just going to start getting lost in the shuffle. And, and people are going to be abandoning shit because, you know, when somebody says they're leaving WWE um, and they said, well, we're, we're either after our release or we didn't resign our contract or whatever, the, the assumption is that people are automatically thinking they're going to go to AEW. But, I mean, if you mm-hmm. listen to John Moxley's interview, um, his statement was quite, quite clear. He didn't leave the WWE to go to AEW. He left because it was such a toxic environment, and, and he started hating what he was doing for his life. You know, it's something that it, it's all he ever wanted to do in his life, and, and there he was hating it uh, because of the environment. And now, much like Chris Jericho, he left and found out. You know, Cody, the same thing. He left and found out that, hey, I can – I can do very well outside of the WWE. So changing the landscape of the wrestling business um, is good for everybody, not just AEW. And if it puts a lot of eyes on AEW, then, hey, that's, that's great, too, because that's great for the bottom line. Here's my thing. I don't like it. This is your biggest weekend. I mean, really, it's your first weekend as a company. Um, it's your kickoff. And every time somebody puts a microphone in front of one of the wrestlers' faces, they mention WWE or they take a shot at WWE. And to me, it just seems, I don't know, it seems like you should be more focused on what you're doing that weekend instead of trying to get, instead of trying to go viral. Oh, did you hear what Cody said? Oh, did you hear what Hangman said? Oh, did you hear this? They said this about WWE. How about you go viral for saying something about AEW? How about you go viral because you debuted a new world title and Bret Hart came out there? Or how about you go viral because, you know, another thing that you did that has something to do with your company and not another one? Let's build your company up by good content and things of that nature without having to use WWE. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. And I didn't like WWE's little response with Sami Zayn mentioning AEW. Like, I'm watching your brand to watch your brand. I'm not watching your brand to watch you take cheap shots at another competitor. Because at the end of the day, y'all aren't going to get in the ring together and have a, you know, best of seven series. Like, I pick seven, you pick seven. Let's see who wins because at the end of the day, it's simulated combat sports. So what's the point? That's my thing. I'm watching your show for your show. 
I don't want to hear shit about WWE when I watch AEW. That's the reason I'm watching AEW because I don't want to hear shit about WWE. You know what I mean? Like, don't remind me of why yeah, I'm I not mean, watching them. I, I definitely yeah, but it's a point there, and I mean it's a it's a valid point too. But you know, if you remember in the, in the Monday Night Wars, I know uh, WWE didn't do it uh, nearly as much, but um, WCW, I mean, they were always taking shots. And uh, people, people, people dug it, man. People, people were into it. Um, now, obviously, it backfired a lot of times too. You know, like the whole McFoley thing. But um, I, I don't mind it. I, I can see your point, but I, I, I don't mind it at all. I think, uh, you know, especially on your on your flagship uh, pay per view, uh, you know, set you that too. edge out there and, and and let people take interest and go, holy crap, man, what's going on here? Yeah, at the same time, too, you know, I mean, you could have not make and have said anything as far as WWE or anything like that. You you know, they say let your actions do the talking. When you have Bret Hart out there, people are like, oh, he was WWF. What's he doing here? Hey, Jim Ross is announcing he was WWF. Why is he here? Hey, Chris Jericho is here. You know, let them do what they're supposed to do. And people are familiar with these names. So it's like, okay, I know them. You know, I'll watch that. Is it a cheap shot? No, but it's kind of saying for them, hey, you know, you know, yes, WWE was the only thing around for a while, but now, you know, we're we're going to run our game. We're going to be an alternative to WWE, and some of those guys have come over because they want an alternative too, i.e., the John Moxley interview on Jericho. Um, so if, you know, they didn't have to say make any jokes or anything like that, but just say, "Hey, here's one of your guys. Hey, here's another one of your guys. Hey, two of these guys are Hall of Famers. Now what? You know, they were going to have the Undertaker there. Kurt Angle was supposed to be there, and you know, WWE's like, no, we're not going to have that. We're going to sign Taker for a longer contract and pull him off the show. So I think WWE notices if their guys start jumping ship and going to this, you, you don't need to make jokes or throw shade." Just let the actions do all the talking. Exactly. Well, Hoop, we appreciate the call, man. We're going to predict NXT TakeOver. But uh, glad you had fun. Glad you got there safely after your little mishap heading into Las Vegas. (laughs) I know that sucked, and you're probably still dealing with all of it. But uh, as usual, man, I I appreciate the call. Uh, Thanks for jumping on. Any last well, man, words? As usual, I, uh, I, I appreciate you having me on. Um, like, like if, if I'm, I'm going to be in Chicago for the next one, so uh, if uh, if you or Pete or anybody else is going to be there, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to to meeting some folks because you know, Chris, you know, anytime anytime you get a bunch of us together uh, and we have some downtime and we get some uh, some drinks and a little bit of space, man, we're going to have a real good time. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing more people and, and just having a great time with the wrestling community. Absolutely. And no bracelet needed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's right, man. To, to, to have fun with us, man, you don't need a bracelet. All yep. you need is a good sense of humor. And a glass exactly. Of All right. Hey, keep, man, Earl <laughs> keep Earl away from my wife. <laughs> All right, man. I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later. All right, bro. Right, everyone. Hope. Bye. All right, I had to make sure that this live thing is crazy, Pete. Like the little interface that I have. Um, uh-huh. Last time I was on, we were getting a lot of calls, and every time I would hang up with somebody, if they hung up a second before, 
I would hang up on the next person. So I had to kind of. Oh. I guess you can't really see it. So who who really gives a shit? But anyway, um, NXT 25 is tonight, Pete. I don't know if you watch NXT or not, but I'm going to do predictions for it. So if you're down, we will go ahead and run through these really quick. Um, NXT is a standalone pay-per-view this time, which is kind of odd because it usually goes hand-in-hand with Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or whatever. But it's just NXT tonight on a Saturday night, which I love. So uh, Yeah, it's, it's not being uh, foreshadowed by any other event. So, yeah, hopefully, I mean, what is it next week is the Super Showdown that no one's going to watch. Um, yeah. But I, yeah. I think it's a good way of saying, hey, let's do this and, you know, let, let, yeah, let's try it as a standalone, see what happens, and it's on the network, so it'll it'll get its uh, it'll get its use. If I can avoid spoilers, I'm gonna yeah. watch Super Showdown next Saturday because I'll be at work when it's on, and then Friday night I'm going to Southern Honor Wrestling again, where Jericho and Omega showed up last time. Maybe Moxley will show up this week. Oh, uh, maybe. Who knows? Maybe make, somebody. Make sure your battery is fully charged. Oh yeah, yeah, always, always. Uh, first match, NXT 25, the 25th incarnation or whatever the hell the word is of NXT, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Um, I'm not a big fan of Matt Riddle, but mm-hmm. I've watched him wrestle in person twice, and in person he is awesome. Uh, but I'm I'm not with the whole bro and barefoot wrestling and shit like that. But I'll let you pick this one, Pete, first. All right, Riddle versus Strong. I think they're gonna put be. I think the uh, the push for Riddle is gonna keep going, um, yeah. just because they want to uh, take his MMA status and move it along because he'll be the next big thing after Brock. So. I see Riddle going over on this one. It's funny you mentioned that because Riddle's been talking a lot of shit about Brock on social media. Brock's supposedly cashing in his Money in the Bank contract Monday night against Rollins is what was said by Paul Heyman. And Riddle tweeted him back something like, don't worry about it. I'll be there to make sure you don't. And it seems like every time there's something tweeted about Brock, Riddle responds to it. And he's he's been calling Brock out left and right on social media, so... It's odd that you mentioned him, but yeah, I got Riddle also in that one. Um, the tag team championship is a one, two, three, four way ladder match because because the Raiders of Viking War experience had to forfeit their titles, which makes no sense. Right. They haven't been on TV in like a month. Um, right. Well, no tag so teams have been on TV for over a month, so it doesn't matter. Well, besides the revival and Usos putting icy hot on each other's balls, uh, or throwing, uh, you know, throwing bags at a Memorial Day party. All right. Oh, and and, to... and Talkamania. I know you're Canadian, but it's not called throwing sandbags. It's called cornhole. It's a fucking game that we play at all bars and cookouts in America, and it's fantastic. Talkamania. Get your shit together. We don't make fun of poutine. You don't make fun of cornhole. Right. Fuckers. Fuckers, yeah, and they're, and they're and they're Canadian ham. Canadian yeah. bacon, which is actually fun sized slices of ham, but 
Yeah, whatever. J-Bomb hates on America, but he spent more time in America the past month and a half than he has in Canada. That is true. I heard at their last pod where, you know, he had to go sit in the bathtub in the bathroom to report, record a podcast because, you know, who knew, <laughs> who knew when he was going to get up, so... <laughs> No, those are guys though. I love I love their those they are awesome. Um back to the tag team championship. Undisputed Era right. versus the Street Profits versus the Forgotten Sons versus Orny Loken and Danny Birch in a ladder match. I will pick first on this one, Pete, and I'm going with the Street Profits. All right. Um see, I don't I don't know if they wanna now that the the Viking house party is over. Um, I think they're going to push Undisputed Era again. So I'm going to go with them. North American Championship, Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. D-R-E-A-M-E. That was my singing for today. Versus Tyler Breeze. Um, This seems simple to me. Tyler Breeze is not going to win. So. <laughs> no, I, I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I mean, it's nice that he's back. Like, you know, hopefully he can put on a better show than he has. Um, but um, I, I think Breeze will give Dream a fight. But yeah, I'm going with Dream as well. Um, the match I'm most looking forward to is the women's title match between Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai. Uh, I'll let you pick first, and then I will pick. Oh, man. Um, Wow. I'm going to have to go. I'm just going by WWE logic, um, even though it's not really a Vince production. um, But just because they don't push uh, the Kabuki Warriors or whatever they are this week, um, I think Yoshirai will this will probably be match of the night. Um, I think I read something that uh Shirai did pin Baszler, but it might have been like a tag team match or something like that. Um I think I you know, I, I think Shayna retains, um, but I don't think she's gonna be champ much longer. Shayna's been a champ for a while. If you remember she won way back at Evolution. Since yep. then just to put a time step on it, Becky Lynch has lost the title, gotten injured, won the Royal Rumble, won both Raw and SmackDown titles, and lost the SmackDown title. So that's three separate title reigns Becky Lynch has had since Shayna Baszler has won the NXT Women's title. That being said, I think EO is going to win this one, and more than likely because the the Raw Women's division is so weak right now, even though they're not using everybody they have, I think uh-huh. Baszler called up eventually, and she drops the title tonight. Uh, NXT Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Baby! Baby! Wow. Um, I'm going Cole. Adam Cole, baby. Oh, wow. Just like that. They're taking the title off Johnny Gargano. I believe so. Uh, this one's a hard one for me because I don't really like Adam Cole. I think I, I'm I got the Vince McMahon complex. Like he he's not big enough for me to believe him as a world champion. He could be cruiserweight champion. He could be intercontinental champion. But world champion, I don't know. But 
That being said, it was announced that Ciampa's going to be there tonight. I think Ciampa's going to screw over Gargano and Adam Cole's going to win. So that was your NXT maybe, prediction. Maybe, maybe we'll have the Adam Cole-Matt Riddle match done over the summer or feud, maybe. That was NXT predictions. Uh, I was only going to go an hour. We got eight more minutes left. Actually, we got 38 minutes left if I want to. But what we'll do right now, Pete, is we have a call from Wisconsin. You know what I'm Oh, no. Um, let me think. Well, I know MLW is tonight, so it could be. I hear a laugh in the background. Please, I don't please, who do you think it is? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yes, we we can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yes, Joe, we can hear you. Sir, I had you on speaker. I had to make sure that you can hear me, Joe, because unfortunately I have to go back on the clock here in seven minutes. So this is going to be a long call. Food got to be delivered. How are you guys doing? Doing Doing fantastic. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. You know, it was a great weekend. Uh, more wrestling to come. Uh, listening to the predictions. Um, uh, interesting thoughts. Do you guys think that he's actually going to lose the title tonight? That's very interesting. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with you. You said you do agree with us, or you don't? I can barely make. No, that I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, why, why take the belt off of him now? I mean, it kind of, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to do it yet. I mean, he just won the belt. Um, this is the second. This is their their anniversary show. Uh, that I mean, that there's got to be some sort of build up that they're going to save for the moment to when uh, Chapa does come back. I mean. I, I don't disagree, but I just don't see it. Just simply because of the fact that the 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 big talk is that they may turn Gargano heel, and because of the reaction that Adam Cole's been getting, and you have possibly the demise of the whole group together where they're going to go their separate ways simply because right now there's dissension among them. So, I mean, I don't know, but Hey, it will make for good wrestling for sure. Because I mean, they, they got, they got, to, they got to step it up tonight. And I think they will. I mean, they always knock it out of the park. It's NXT. You know, they never, they don't leave anything to the imagination. They, they give you and then some, you know, and compared to what the show was in Vegas, I'm pretty sure they're going to knock it out of the park. Well, speaking of Vegas, Joe, let's quit fucking around here wasting time. You went to Las Vegas. How was your experience? You only got like five minutes before you got to go clock back in. So tell us how you enjoyed Vegas. Vegas it was the most awesome experience that you can have, totally, because that was an environment that everybody was very excited. Everybody was very looking forward to what was going to happen. Uh, so many different things. I mean, you can go into the inside of the stuff with the different shows that happen. I didn't really get to experience a lot of StarCast because when you go to Vegas, if you've never been to Vegas, you want to experience Vegas the outside of it. So I did that. But I also took a little bit of StarCast, and I hung out with people, as you know. This is how much we love you. Because if we didn't love you, we wouldn't have done what we did. You know? 
and you know what I'm talking about. So, oh, you mean you mean wearing the boot to the face T-shirt and all your pictures? That was awesome, Joe. Oh, no, that, 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 no, Rucker, Rucker knows what I'm talking about. That that was that was that was done out of law, and it was done directly to him. You know, because you know we in reality, I'm gonna be straightforward with you. If I would have talked to you sooner, and I would have been able to figure a way to get you there, I know that you would like to get your wife. I had an extra ticket. I had a seat empty right next to me the whole night. So you could have had a ticket for double or nothing for sure. Yeah, it was too close to WrestleMania, you know, because we went to New York for that, and it just wasn't in the financial cards at the time. The only, the only thing you would have had to pay for was an airplane ticket. That's it. I don't like you had a room. You would have you, you had a room. You would have been taken care of. You had a you had a chauffeur. Yours truly. I would have driven you around, man. For, for let real. me explain that, to that, you how. Let me explain to you how life works. I'm pretty sure my wife would not have enjoyed me leaving for the weekend to go to Las Vegas by I, myself. I know, I'm not. I know. Finally I'm not. <laughs> I'm too. Uh, let's. See. I'm not even allowed to go to like academy sports by myself because I might like just come home with four or five guns. So. I don't think I'm allowed to be going out of town by myself either, unsupervised. You have well, to tolerate for business purposes for your podcast. <laughs> well, You're I, trying I, to grow, man. I tell you what, you know, I think you guys are going to have a great time. Uh, the the second go around in Chicago, uh, it's going to be great for all of us. We all get to get together. We, I mean, I know Mr. Apollos is local, so I, you know, any time that he actually is uh, can straight away from baseball and I know that he can come and hang out at the local indie shows. He he's always coming around and bringing the, his joyous personality and bias energy and it's a great time. So it, I'm definitely looking forward to Chicago. I mean, it's I think it's going to be great. It's going to be I even think I'm gonna blush more right great. Now. Than, what's that? I think I'm going to blush right now. You you should listen, listen. You guys are awesome. You guys make the experience better simply because the first time that I met you and everything that took place in StarCast, from Earl Hebner trying to literally take your wife away from you, Mr. Rucker, <laughs> literally, with no success, and stealing our beer without asking, but it's Earl Hebner. She doesn't have to ask. So, But who, who no. actually wanted to ask because that was Hoop's beer. So, but it was great. And, and, and it makes you look forward to what's coming next because uh, according to uh, a message that I read that was a response to yourself of, of expressing how expensive a bracelet is, there was a response made that supposedly the talent will be bigger and better for this StarCast. So we'll see how that goes. Well, Mick Foley's already going to be there. I mean, what else do you need? I don't know. I don't know. I'll ask Mr. Rucker. Mr. Rucker, the floor is yours. I need, well, I don't know what else I need. I just, I need the price to come down, basically. That's it. I'm cheap. I'm already paying to go out of town, <laughs> paying for the hotel, going to be paying for all out. I don't need you raising prices on the damn bracelet just to get in. The, I'm already staying at the hotel. What do I need a bracelet for? You can tell me I can't go to my room? Fuck out of here. No, uh, 
I'm hoping that Starcast will be fun. I mean, I'm I enjoyed it last time. Like I, like we talked about earlier, Joe. I didn't go to that many shows the last time. It was more me and my wife went hanging around Chicago. We went to we went sightseeing. We went to this really nice. When we get there, we all need to go to this restaurant called Ram, which is right next to it. It wasn't expensive. Yeah. It's very uppity. Uh, everybody in there was dressed up, and me and my wife walk in in like Bullet Club t-shirts and shit. So that was that was fun. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm looking forward to Chicago. Uh, bracelet or not, price or not, I'm looking forward to hanging out with everybody, going to see all out. Uh, the whole experience is always fun. If you're listening to this yep. and you haven't been to something like this, I if it's affordable for you to go, I encourage you to go. Don't don't be if you're a fan of wrestling and you're a fan of the everything that Starcast brings and you're a fan of this podcast and any other podcast that you might listen out there like Talkamania and um the, the the gentleman I can't think of their name right now. I'm old, I'm forty four, so I can I, I can get away no, from boo hoo. You're, you're just a child, son. Yeah, yeah. Sir, sir sir, I'm a child next to you, but that's okay. So That is true. <laughs> so the, the Irish Whip Boys. Thanks. I think that's the their podcast. Yeah. If I'm yeah, not yeah. Thank you very Yeti much. Yeti and JP. So, Thank you, thank you. So anybody that is listening should take, if they can, get yourself to Chicago. Even if you're not going to buy a bracelet, you should just hang out just for the experience because the stories and the memories that you get out of it are a lot more worth it than what you would just going to the wrestling event itself. 100% true. Well, Joe, be careful tonight. I know you're about to clock in for work. We're about to sign off and go have some dinner with the family before uh, NXT take over 25. Anything else you want to say before we let you go? Um, no, I think that's about everything you guys covered thoroughly. I'm, I'm kind of glad I, I messaged you to ask you if you were live because I was like looking at the clock. I'm thinking, I know he's on live, but what time? So let me go find out and – Luckily, I got in there, and I got to talk to you guys. So you have yourself a great night. Enjoy your wrestling, and I'll catch you on the other side. All right, Joe. Have a good one, brother. Be careful. Uh-huh. That was Joe in Wisconsin. Joe's a rolling stone. He's all over the country following AEW and StarCast around. Uh, and you mentioned he did have his boots to the face shirt on, which I appreciated. And it sucks to be him. He's got pictures of his first time in Las Vegas that he paid for. He's got a damn boot to the face shirt on. 20 years from now, he's going to be like, what the hell is B2TS? Back to the future? What? (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. So, uh, and another thing I want to, if he listens to this, I want to give a shout out to Doug Halliday, who recorded Ron Simmons shouting me out for no reason. Nice to do that. He just did it for the hell of it because Canadians, for some reason, are just nice people, which I don't understand. But Doug, I appreciate the the video message. That was pretty cool. That I I was having lunch with a buddy of mine in a bar, and that came through. I was like, oh my! I showed it to everybody. I was like, listen to this. He says the name Rucker. I'm Rucker, and people were just like, okay. Who's who's the old black dude with the receding hairline saying your name? I'm like, go fuck yourself. It's Ron Simmons. Nice. But uh, Pete, man, I appreciate you coming on, keeping me company. Yeah, hey, I have, let me throw you uh, one question. 
Go ahead. Speaking speaking of uh, Double or Nothing, and did you watch the the buy-in? Yep. Did you, did you watch the whole battle royale? Okay. I did. So let I'm going to ask your opinion. Unfortunately, Marty's not here. Um, is MJF the best heel in the business right now? He's up there. Um, I myself personally would give it to Baron Corbin, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It's a technicality thing because if you get online right now and you search Baron Corbin's name, there aren't too many people that you'll find complimenting Baron Corbin. Everybody's going to be talking shit about him. If you get online and search MJF, you'll find quote-unquote smart wrestling fans that will, oh my God, MJF is such a good heel. I love the fact that he's shitting on this and shitting on that. That's not a heel to me, old-school wrestling fan. A heel is the guy that you hate, not the guy that you compliment. But I will say he made a fan out of me this past weekend because before that, I didn't like him. I couldn't stand him. I just thought he was a little prick. In ring, he's gotten better since All In, and on the microphone, mm-hmm. he's way more comfortable. So he's definitely a he'll be a bigger star than Baron Corbin, but to me, Baron Corbin is the best heel going right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching MJF, and um, you know, he's doing his. You know, we saw him at All In; he was okay. Um, that MLW show that I mentioned that I went with Joe, you know, Joe was actually calling him names and, uh, MJF kind of turned to Joe and flipped his hat off his head. I was like, now that's a heel move. That's pretty funny. You know, he does his regular heel work or whatever, but just the fact when they announced him to start in the battle Royal, I've never heard a guy in the last, you know, recently, say the last years who's gotten that much heat for being in the ring. I mean, if he talked, he got booed. If he, um, you know, if he was getting his ass whipped, people were cheering for it. My only concern is I think he's on the right path to being a great heel, but just don't go to the WWE because half the shit he's saying would not go over and he would lose, you know, any uh, momentum he had before going there. Um, Baron's doing a perfect job. Everybody hates him. Like, he shouldn't be there. It's like, <laughs> the fact that you don't like him means, yes, he's doing his job. Um, you know, I mean, the one thing, and I shouldn't laugh at it, um, but in the Battle Royal, he was kicking the guy, I forget the guy, Dustin something. He was kicking the guy with no legs. Yeah. And he was calling, calling him Lieutenant Dan. I was like, oh, shit. I mean, I mean, if that was happening on the street, MJF would get his ass whipped anywhere. But because it's the wrestling environment, you kind of, uh, you know, I chuckled. I was like, oh, man, that's brutal. Um, and it's uh, stuff like that that gets him the heat. Um, or even when he was trolling Bret Hart, I'm like, he's doing his job. People are hating him. But like I said, it, as long, if he can just stay in AEW or whatever independent federation, he can get away with that. You go to WWE, Vince and the stockholders, nope. You can't say that. You can't say that. You can't mention that. And then he just he's not who he's portrayed to be and he loses it after that. Right. And I'm I I love the fact that in AEW you'll get heels like MJF that we used to get back in the day that WWE can't turn their guys loose. Um Right. One thing you brought up while you were explaining it is one thing I wanna talk about real quick that I don't like. I really don't like 
listening to other podcasts or listening, reading people's tweets where they say, oh, yeah, Corbin's got heat, but it's go-away heat, or this guy's got go-away heat. How the fuck do you know? Like, people are booing. Are they booing saying, boo, I hate you, or boo, I wish you would leave? No, people are just shitting on people. And for you, because you have an opinion one way or the other to say, let's go away. I'm of the opinion that us fans that have podcasts like myself and Marty and people that come on like you, I don't think we need to be using inside terms like we have special knowledge of shit that's going on backstage because we don't. This is an opinion-based podcast, and it's an opinion-based whatever. So I just it, it it rubs me the wrong way when people say go away heat and Vince thinks this way. Like how how do you know? How do you know what Vince is thinking? I mean that's a completely different topic for another podcast, but something triggered that thought just now and figured I'd get it off my chest before I forgot about it. Sure. And then one more quick thing. Um, don't you and Marty have a segment coming up soon that you want people to uh Submit their top five wrestlers. Oh my God! I'm glad you remember that because you're the uh, stand-in associate producer, I guess. And yes, we do. That is actually this coming week. I have to look at my calendar. I believe that's this week coming up. So I'm glad you brought that up. We will definitely be tweeting about that. Um, I already have my list. If that makes myself feel better about forgetting about that coming up. I'm busy. Um, but I got my list, top five wrestlers going today, and male or female. And uh, if people want to submit theirs, or depending on how this show sounds when it posts, because I think I got my live thing figured out, no help from Blog Talk. But um, <laughs> we may go live for that episode and have people call in, because we got a lot of we had a lot of traction the last time we did these lists where people were calling and things of that nature. So if we do, we'll definitely tweet y'all and let y'all know. If not, then like I said, tweet, email at boot to the face at Gmail, uh, tweet us at boot to the face, Instagram, boot to the face underscore, I believe. There's plenty of ways to get at us. So if you come up with your list, let us know. We will talk about it if we're not live. And, uh, We'll compare, discuss, and the whole nine. So thanks, Pete, for that, because I definitely forgot about it. Absolutely. Well, Peteopolis, or as Joe would call you, Peteopolis, I appreciate the help as usual. Hopefully it wasn't too long for you. Uh, Anything you want to shout out before you get out of here? Uh, I got nothing. I'll just give uh, I'll give a shout out to Marty who should have been here today. He had a bearded master. Um, I, I'm sure once they heard my voice, they probably clicked it off five minutes later. Because um, according to Talkamania, you know Marty's the smartest one on the show. So uh, it just shows how smart they are. Well, you know, again, drinking in the bathtub in Florida. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah, you know, Mar- I wish Marty was here. You know, I always enjoy his input. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to the, uh, as always, the next episode and see what's happening. Well, thanks again, Pete. You can follow him at Peteopolis. Uh, you can follow Joe from Wisconsin who called in at All Out Hill Joe. And you can follow Mike Hoop at I'm That Hoop who also called in 
I'm at Rucker2020. Boot to the face is at Boot to the Face. You can find us on all your podcasting platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Blog Talk, PodCoin. I mean, shit. If you listen to podcasts, Boot to the Face is on there. So I've been Chris Rucker for my man Petopolis, and a shout out to a bearded master, Marty Vasquez, saying peace.